Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Balinesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. For the first time in 2023, we are coming to you, not live, you're probably hearing this, definitely not live. I'm Lance Faliatongo. I'm Forrest Otla. And we're here to talk about the National Football League and all other sports. Let's, uh, let's start with the New Year's Eve. How was your holiday season and your, your New Year's Eve? It wasn't bad. I had to work. So uh, just like every other holiday or every other New Year's Eve, we got crowded late. You know, people just looking to somewhere to go after a club, even though clubs close at like around 2, 2.30. Anyway, same time as we close, but everybody just wants a smaller environment to grab a drink and hang out with friends. So does the, does the neighborhood bar get to stay open late? No. Actually, you guys have strict like. Still the same. Uh we got to have everybody out of the bar by 2.30. So, yeah. Usually when we were – me and E-Ride uh, worked for uh, Top Flight Security. We were doing security downtown Portland, different clubs, bars for years. And New Year's Eve was, like, the second busiest uh, club holiday of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, we'd always have to, like – try to recruit or make phone calls to other potential guards or alcohol monitors uh, to come in on New Year's Eve night um, on New Year's Eve because it was just the crowds were going to be so big. It's not as bad as Halloween because Halloween is hella crowds and hella drunk. New Year's yeah. Eve is like some people are wearing suits and stuff, and they're like, it's it's a little slower, but there's hella crowds. Um, but I noticed that, like, after the whole ball drop, you know, the balloon drop, whatever the clubs are doing, uh, at midnight, people kind of are like, okay, we did the thing. We made it to midnight. Uh, Happy New Year. And then they start to leave the club about 12, 15, 1230. And then by 1 o'clock, it's a dead-ass club. And the only people trying to get in are the people that got kicked out of other places. So it's exactly. like after one o'clock on New Year's, it's usually just chill out and start winding down. But it, you're saying that people went to the bar after the club? Yeah, we got crowded probably like around 1230, something like that. So it wasn't bad. It was a good crowd. Uh, can't complain. There was no trouble, you know. So, Ooh. Good time, so. who's causing trouble at the bar? Exactly. No trouble. No trouble. So it was good. Not yours. Not your bar. No, not my bar. Yeah, that shit starts at the door. If the the door guy is regulating and making sure people aren't too drunk, yeah, then it then it can be cool. But if if anybody and everybody is super wasted in getting in, then <laughs> as an inside guy who's working that situation, I can tell you it becomes very difficult when the new people to the atmosphere are drunk and causing problems. Right. <laughs> so you're already kind of have like a, not a repertoire, but an understanding with the people already in there. Already in there yeah. You're like, yeah. Hey, 
I have to do security, do your thing, have fun, have a good time. Just here are some rules that you can't go over. Now you got to like re-explain it, reintroduce <laughs> it, re-educate it to some new people while the old people are expecting the same exact standard <laughs> right, of strictness right. on the rules. And you're like, exactly. I never had a problem with that. That was my favorite thing is like, hey, the rules are the same for everybody. It's no preferential treatment. <laughs> you guys are all getting denied. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Go go to the bar. <laughs> no, thanks a lot. You better go home now. Sorry. <laughs> it's just it's oh, time yeah. to go home. It's just not worth it, bro. It's not worth the, not at all. the trouble. Let's uh I'm glad you uh had a good New Year's and there weren't uh too many problems. I I was also working. Um, but I was able to work from home, so got to hang out with uh, Nora. Um, me and Sammy brought in 2023 on the little camping chair outside. Nice. Um, yeah, our ball drop was our iPhone uh, clock. It was nice. It was good. Fresh start to uh, the new year. Looking forward to making some positive changes. You know some. Uh, some little changes, little things in our daily lives that can kind of help set us up for success and better health and better finances, um, you know, better mental health moving forward. I, yeah. yeah, super excited about this year. Um, excited for me and Sarah. We're going to be watching this giant little baby. Yo, I got a nine and a half month old, right? She's like 96% tile and like height weight uh head size <laughs> height to weight ratio whatever it is she's learning hella quick things are happening so fast it hasn't even been her first year yet um but definitely excited to see you know all the new things your niece is going to do in in this new year and uh for her for us it's, it's going to be super exciting you have a you're gonna have her looking like Mason out here, man. Bro, Mason was not tall at any point. And then he was taller than everyone. I turned her, I went to North Carolina. I was in the army. I came back. I was like, well, what what are you doing? <laughs> hey, you better duck when you're going through those doors. Right. Bro, ain't so tall. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's crazy to see. Um, definitely. Let's Let's switch gears just a little bit. Another crazy thing to see, something I've never seen uh, before uh, in my life of watching, you know, amateur and professional football. I've never seen someone need CPR on the field. Right. I don't, I don't think off the field either. I've never seen that. Like, I think that was the most serious injury. The Monday night football, uh, if you don't know, uh, in the first quarter, while the Bills were playing defense, their second-year safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, comes up to make a tackle on uh, Bengals receiver T. Higgins, uh, hits him square in the chest, uh, the whistle is blown, players get up, and then DeMar Hamlin falls back down. He kind of woozy a little bit, and then he falls back down. Um, and then immediately medical personnel um, – you know, activated their emergency plan, 
where they were able to get on the field um, and attend to uh, DeMar Hamlin for for a long time. Like both yeah. teams eventually made their way onto the field and kind of horseshoed around uh, the medical personnel and kind of blocked out uh, to everyone else what was happening on, on that field. And probably for the better, because I'm glad I'm not seeing like, you know, video of the like EMT's freaking chest, yeah. you know, pushing at the guy's yeah. chest to keep him alive. And you think about some of the most gruesome injuries that we've seen um, on the gridiron, and it's like it's bones, right? It's uh, ankles, it's limbs going ways they shouldn't. It's sometimes people being paralyzed um, from a hit that you know somehow hurts their neck or their spine. Even when you're sure, like, or even when you're speculating that someone has like a neck injury and their ability in the future to, to, you know, use their limbs, their legs, their arms, you still think they're going to be alive at least, right? Like, oh, this guy's never going to walk again, but he's going to be alive. Hopefully people can uh, work together so that, you know, he gets the best medical, you know, um, attention and like a, and treatment and a plan, but you know that he's at least going to be breathing and have his eyes open tomorrow. That was not the case here. We thought, and I'm sure a bunch of the bills players thought the way, you know, I was, they were showing them on the field, crying on the sideline, just kind of just distraught. Because they thought they saw one of their brothers die, literally lose his life on that field. Um, so it's understandable how, you know, the trauma of that event would cause the league to postpone the game, possibly cancel the game. Uh, because, yeah, the players just weren't able going weren't going to be able. Uh, to play like there was no there wasn't that fire that was definitely there at the beginning of the game when they realized you know this is a big game as far as the american football conference playoff standings uh you've got a team that's not the number one seed trying to hold off the kansas city chiefs uh, from taking their their number one seed in their playoff by away you have the Cincinnati Bengals who are, you know, in their last two games are fighting off uh, the Baltimore Ravens so that they can win the AFC North. Um, the implications on those teams and the teams that are trying to catch them this late in the season, these two teams with great records, it just seemed like this is a, this is going to be a really big game. Uh, and, you know, oh, it's also the, fantasy football championship uh, for for some leagues yeah um yeah and just thinking about all those things that this game all the questions that this game was going to answer kind of so to speak um and then how it all none of it really mattered it was all pushed to the back burner once demar hamlin takes this shot and literally needs cpr on the field 
chest chest compressions, mouth to mouth resuscitation, like to stay alive. Like they couldn't even transfer him to the hospital yet because they had to make sure that he was good enough, you know, to go yeah. to even go. Um, uh, were you able to watch that live, or did you? Uh, no. Did you hear about it later? No, I was getting the notifications as uh, as I was checking on the game, but I wasn't watching it. But uh, you you could tell it was something serious because just anytime you went back to check on the game, everybody was you know they weren't saying too much. They didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, super scary, super scary. And I mean, like you said, it's unprecedented because you don't you saw you see a lot of injuries on the field, whether it be in person or like on TV. But you've never seen anybody's like heart stop on the field, uh, or and not to be insensitive, but pretty much uh, somebody being lifeless on the on the mm-hmm. on the field or a court. Um, so I mean, it just goes to mind like uh, basketball players. Reggie Lewis uh, passed away on the court. Um, guys like Lynn Bias who had you know heart attacks. Guys who collapsed on the court in basketball. Um, but that was like in the eighties and nineties. And then, um, to have this happen on the field is, is crazy. Cause it's, uh, literally, I guess a freak accident. I mean, yeah. uh, I know it's, it's also just, it's, you play a sport where physical contact is, it's, it's different, you know, I mean, it's not a combat sport, but you're getting hit pretty hard. Like every play up and down the field. Is it not a combat sport? I mean, could be <laughs> running full speed into each other. I see, and then that's Every all. Time. Like, yeah, you you are padded. You have the equipment, but that's never a hundred percent safe. Yes. Yeah. Um, first off, I mean, I know everybody's playing for Demar Havens' family. So am I, and I hope he recovers quickly. All reports are that he's his breathing is better and he's getting better, doing better. But, yeah. yeah, but praise out for also T Higgins because I hear he's getting death threats. And uh, yeah, uh, and then you have Bart Scott who goes. I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't mean for it to sound like that, but uh, another reason why you should also be careful with your words. Same with Skip Bayless, who I'm pretty sure everybody misunderstood what he tweeted out. Um, but Bart Scott also saying stuff like, you know, I mean, uh, it was because T Higgins leaned into him and put his helmet into him and stuff like that happens because he's a linebacker and he thinks he can see and, and he's experienced on the field. Yeah. Things like you got to be careful what you say because the one, the one person who's probably just, um, just as hurt right now, not I'm physically, but it's T Higgins, Yeah, you know, and he can't really do anything about it. And all he can do is pray and, and hope that, um, Damar Hamlin makes a full recovery, but yeah. That's crazy that he's gonna to have to live with that too. It's like, like you said, you can't. That's the one person. If he was supposed to come out and play, like, how do you expect him to come out and play the rest of that game with that on his mind? And I know it's your job. I know mm. you get paid for it, but um, everybody's sentiment was is bigger than football. It's bigger than the sport. Bigger than anything is that man's life. So, um, them not coming out to play was a great decision by the NFL. I know you have just idiotic fans, some executives just asking these questions about, oh, what about playoff implications? Well, what about this? What about that? You know, like, it's stupid. Uh, if you're questioning whether it was the right idea to 
cancel the game. You, I don't know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> you're like, no, I got the bills by four. Right, like, like, bro, chill out. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and just, just the, um, like, the thing that happened. Like, I mean, it could happen. Like, I guess you'd expect it more in, like, I guess children's sports, like, uh, youth football. More because their bodies are uh, aren't as developed as uh, these professional players are, or guys in college. You know, uh, the equipment probably isn't that great. I mean, I'm pretty. It's supposed to be just as good as the pro players' equipment, but you never know. Oh, youth league yeah. equipment. Yeah. So that's I nice. Mean, but one so, of those kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's true. I think the pro stuff. Right. You know, they pay for, and it's probably exactly. But taking for, for these for these younger kids taking a hit like that to the chest definitely would spark like a, a cardiac arrest, and so like oh, the just, the commotio cardis right I think I'm commotio cardis is a used like sometimes lethal uh, adverse effect is when you take blunt trauma to the chest, but it's at just just you know, not uh, for use of a better word, it's at just the right, like, millisecond during your heartbeat. Your heartbeat, right. Yeah, so if you you catch a big enough hit, just as your heart is, like, I think it's towards the, like, finishing a beat, or it's, like, but it's, like, uh, it has to have blunt trauma to your chest affecting your heart at this very specific time in your heartbeat and that can cause the heart to be like oh reset oh that's a you know that's if we get something like that it means the heart is just gonna either stop or uh yeah go into cardiac arrest so i mean for the lack of a better explanation if you've ever like had a cd player and hit it and it skips you know what i mean uh like, and then, like, you're, like if you have a seat, like, back in the day when you had a CD player and it either hit something or, like, even the DJ, if you hit the DJ's uh, and his record skips, it's like that. Yeah, like, your heart skips. Yeah, and it, but and it has to reset, so. It might stop. Like, it might not right. just skip a beat. It, it might, might not reset. It might, yeah. Yeah. Um, is cardiac arrest when your heart stops or when your heart's beating – Super fast, or your cardiac arrest is, is a heart attack. A heart attack. Yeah, and that's when like uh, one of your valves, your heart valves, is closed off, and, and it, every heartbeat blood. feels like right. a hammer to your chest. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm so worried I'm gonna be one of those early heart attack people. I've been eating like shit for years. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, there's a lot of stuff we can do to correct that now. So. New year, yeah. you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, and new year, yeah. new year, new new health goals. Uh, definitely nothing drastic. Just you know, oh yeah, just a little healthier. thing. Like when I'm eating a full ass bowl of food, and I'm like, oh man, I've already eaten half of it, but I still got another half to go. And if you I'm don't, like, why are you struggling, don't bro? Don't right, eat yeah. it. Put exactly. It away. Just exactly. Like, hey, your your stomach says you're full. Let's stop right. cloud eating. Oh, I was on Noom. You see those commercials for that weight loss app? It's pretty good. Uh, it's called Noom, N-O-O-M. Um, I think it's like a f- free trial, but like the the paid version um, tracks your weight. Uh, there are daily um, 
educational uh, things you read through each day, maybe like a half chapter or something like that every day. But it's basically trying to educate you on how uh, how food works with your body, how your mind processes hunger, um, different types of uh, food traps uh, that people fall into. Right. Uh, but as far as like data and educational, you know, like stuff, it was real. I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, and definitely trying to just stop like getting high and eating a whole bag of chips. Like I'll still get high and eat some chips, but it's going to be like half a bag. Half you know? the bag. It's going to be for like, oh yeah, this is Moderation, good. moderation. Not just like chowing through a whole two pizzas on Sunday football. Like <laughs> you don't need to eat two pizzas in one day, bro. Chill out by your damn self. Stop. <laughs> Little no, things definitely. like that, man. Just changes. Any, anything to, yeah. Anything that puts you on the road to a head to you, you know what I mean? Nothing drastic. Like you want to be able to enjoy things. So For real. But at the same time, you want to be able to be here to enjoy those things. So. <laughs> exactly yeah. that part. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damar, um, Damar Hamlin, what do I got here? Demarchiocarditis, the delay, not vested. Um, he is, to be a vested NFL player where you get the health care and the NFL pension and other NFL stuff, you have to be an NFL player for three seasons and three games, I believe. Um, as we noted, DeMar Hamlin is in his second year in the NFL, um, as he is now at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. He does not qualify for the NFL, you know, healthcare plan. Right. Like he, the five years of healthcare after he retires, doesn't qualify for that. The NFL pension that retirees get doesn't qualify yet for that. Um, so he still has to come back from this and then play like another two seasons or a season, another season and a half um, for him to get those benefits. But what is it like? So he has to pay for all this stuff through his rookie contract. He's not like a multimillionaire, like. No, not yet at least. Yeah. Like you, know. you got to get a second contract or be in the league no, for yeah. at least four years before you can make that kind of money. Unless you're like, you know, right. super early quarterback draft pick or something. Um, I thought the NFL, well, I mean, I think the NFL should take care of pretty much all their players for in the past. Like that might be a lot, but you're also profiting so much off of these guys' bodies and lives. Is yeah. it not, if you're is coming it not from worth it to be able to cover them medically? After they're just for like that's too much. That's too many for the NFL. For the NFL, probably you know. I mean, they could do it, but if for you're sure. speaking, if you're speaking business wise, obviously yeah. you're gonna operate like a business because same thing with like when you go to a regular job, you don't get your benefits right away. I mean, it's not like a three year wait, like to play three years. It's like a three month so wait, much. but right, right. So that that's the business part of it. But yeah, but I also think that I'm pretty sure the NFL. Well, no, I don't want to say pretty sure because I've never played in the NFL or signed an NFL contract. But I'm hoping that the NFL also has plans for for things like this, like. But also, again, like this has never happened in the NFL, but I'm pretty sure there's players who've gotten pretty bad injuries like their rookie year. And hopefully they have programs that will help them 
um, financially because um, a lot of these guys who make the league, once they make the league, your whole thing is like you're trying to make that money. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's that's your money maker. Obviously, you're gonna start investing so you have something else on the side besides just football. But Demar you know, Hamlin's a rookie, and so when these guys make the league, it's like, you know, I made the league, and you never think about what, what's gonna happen next year. What you're thinking about when you think about that is, what if I don't make a team next year? Well, you can always make another team or find something to do, but you never think about like. What if I can never come back to the field? This is how I make my money. You know, I'm sure DeMar Hamlin uh, is a very talented person off the field and he has other skills that he could, but that he could work with. But football was his thing. You know, he made the league. He went through all that since he was a kid, like the training, the schooling, um, just, just to get to the league to be where he was. And um, from all accounts, he was going to be, and actually pretty really good player so far um so yeah i'm 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 hoping that the league has um some kind of backup plan that helps um players like this who don't qualify for their retirement plans or their medical mm-hmm. um and also i mean you have to also have insurance before you start playing professionally so i know he has that at least and I know the NFL, I think, helps with that. I forgot where I was reading that. Um, say, but the like, especially for this, something of this magnitude. I don't want to say just because it was on Monday Night Football, uh, they should respond this way. But something of this magnitude, uh, at a situation where this many eyes were on it, from like a public relations standpoint, bro, I'm emptying the bank. You need as a, like a lead. Oh yeah. But this yeah. this is the other thing. We're all old enough to remember the you know NFL having multiple scandals, right. and how usually before those scandals break, the NFL you know catches wind of something and starts doing their investigation. But Loki also is trying to keep it quiet because right. they're trying to protect the shield. And they're, you know, we got to make sure the league is okay and not embarrassed by this or not negatively affected by this. You know, hey man, I don't want to talk about the Sean Watson man, <laughs> bro. Yo, that's what I'm saying, man. It's not it. No, yeah, that's no, why uh, I thought they were gonna play the game. Like I told you, when we <laughs> tuned into that that game, players were on the sidelines. I think the the Bengals coach uh, Zach Taylor. Yeah, uh, was walking across the field to talk to the Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott. Right, uh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman are in the booth. They're basically just narrating because there's no football happening. Well, I'm uh, sure I, I think all that happens because you don't. There's no um, like standard operating procedure for things like that. Yeah. So what you're gonna do is just you're just gonna go about um, like the game's about to continue anyway even though you know it probably won't, but, like, there's yeah. there's no there, – yeah, there's no plan, like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Like When someone needs CPR, you do the CPR, and then you wait a full five minutes. Right. Uh, and then once they're so, gone, five minutes later, play can resume. Right, guys? These guys so, are then, over here crying on one right. knee, like – Yeah, no, they, they definitely would be in each other's play. shoulders. And then uh, Zach Taylor explained the conversation when he walked over to talk to the Bills coach. And he was just saying that what he told the Bills coach was that he needed to be at the hospital already. Like, you know, like, you coach, you need to yeah. 
not be that's, here anymore. That's where you need to be. You need to be at the hospital, which is cool though, because uh, as soon as everything was settled, um, Zach Taylor was one of the first people at the hospital from the Bengal side. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, and so it goes also back to like, and this isn't, shouldn't be the plan for like, I think I lost you for a second. Get a little froze. Uh, good. I was just saying that, um, not that this should be something like you look like you look to as a way of helping these guys, but because um, there should be some kind of plan, at least for the guys who don't fully qualify for the medical plan or the retirement plan for the NFL, but um he had a toy drive. Uh, Demar mm. Hamlin had a toy drive that he was. His goal was twenty five hundred, I think. Uh, I think it stands now at more than five million. So yeah, people came out and and donated right, definitely right. And so you know, like like you said, those are once 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 you start playing for sports like that, and you're in the locker room, those guys really do become your family. They become your brothers. Maybe mm. not everybody in the locker room, but. Majority of those At guys. least your position group. Right, right. Yeah. Tredavious so, like, White was he was the one that was crying the hardest. Oh, yeah, like, no. Because he's like a leader of that guy, group. Yeah. One of his guys in his yeah. group that yeah. he's in, you know, watching tape with every day, that right. he's in practice with every day, that he's probably, right. you know, texting with. Uh he's on the floor getting life saving treatment. Right. And you know, just like us last week, I mean, it's not for us, it's not just sports from a cultural recruitment as Polynesians, Samoans, Tongans, Fijians, you know, all, all the Polynesians, Melanesians is, I am my brother's keeper. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's, that's big in our culture. So, uh, and it, so when we play sports, we understand that like for us, it's, it's bigger than, it's bigger with us than it is for a lot of people. That's what I'm going to say. Sports. Yeah. Uh, just the, the sentiment of I am my brother's keeper. So when we get you know, where we play, start playing sports, you know, we we become family with these guys. You know what I mean? Like they literally become family. We make we make them our family. And I know those guys on the field are like that. And I think um, whether or not he's covered by the NFL and again, shouldn't be like this. The NFL should have a, a, a plan for this. But those guys will never let him want for anything, I think, uh, you know. Uh, and I, guys who didn't even yeah. play with him, like um, I think right now the biggest uh, the biggest contributor to donations um, is Tom Brady and his his uh, his charity. So you know you got things like that. Those there are guys in the league who look out for other guys in the league, and I think that that's ultimately what w- will happen. If he can't get back onto the field, God forbid that he can't get back on the field because it's more than just him making a livelihood. It's, it's, you just imagine how hard he worked to get there. So you don't want to see him go out like that. Like, also, I know his family's probably worried. Like, I don't know if they want to see him go back on the field. That's scary. Even though it's such a freak accident. It's not like something happens like, you know, like every day on the field or every month or every year or 10 years. We've never seen this happen on the field in professional sports. Like, but for uh, like, 
like when we were talking about like financial stuff, um, those guys, yeah, just just looking at just his the toy drive donation, uh, him trying to help other children and how it was. I think um, when it first started, he had almost reached the goal of twenty five hundred. Uh, or was it twenty five thousand? One of those numbers. Twenty five hundred. Yeah, right now, two hundred and seventeen thousand donors currently stands at six point eight million dollars donated yeah. to the Damar Hamlin Chasing Kids Foundation yeah. community. Within drive. minutes, within minutes, it was at like eight hundred thousand, almost a million. That was from like Bills and Bengals fans. Yeah, alone. just real quick, yeah. and everybody was like, "Oh, damn, it's gonna be a million. And then like. 30 minutes later, it's like, oh, we're like at two and a half million. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, it's a great thing about people coming together to help other people, you know, uh, especially in a situation like that. Um, so this, it is scary. Today, um, I guess one of the representatives for Damar Hamlin posted this update to the GoFundMe. We're simply awestruck by the level of support and generosity we've seen over the past two days. With over $6 million raised, this fundraiser has become an overnight reminder of the incredible nature of humankind. Your actions directly reflect the type of human Damar is himself. It goes on. Um, that's, uh, that's kind of Psalm 1 thing, right? Where everyone right. gets together. Let's take care of our you know how it is we preach to it as a, as, as a child we're preached to uh we're preached to from the old elders that it takes a village you know mm-hmm. and so see nora agrees <laughs> the currently the largest donation um is from jim ursay in the oh. indianapolis colts Good for him. Twenty-five thousand and three dollars. Good for him. Yes, Nora. <laughs> uh, shout out to Miss Rachel, um, the YouTube channel for kids. Super clutch. Um, yeah, man. Prayers. Uh, all good news. Um, so far, you know, right. still in critical condition, but. Um, breathing, you know, oxygen levels, um, ventilator usage, everything is starting to progress. Um, or as far as the ventilator, uh, uh, the need for it, I think, has lessened. Um, and vital signs for Demar Hamlin seem to be on on the right, you know, yeah. on the right path, path, direction, in the right, headed in the right direction. I think the the vital signs just real quick. I think they're at normal now for him. They were saying, and um, the breathing has gone. Again, I'm not a doctor, and I'm pretty sure some of these foods that are putting out these reports aren't doctors. But uh, report is that it's at 50 percent breathing on the ventilator, which is amazing from where he was, and his vital signs are are normal. So. That's a good thing. I think, that, that, bro. They, I was I, scouring Twitter and the internet for like updates as I was as it was happening, or the day, the night that it was happening. Um, and you would see some like brand new news, 
But it's the same thing. And you would see people sharing it. It might be like a different uh, message or like, right, oh, he's right. on the way here. Oh, the ambulance just left. Oh, the ambulance just arrived at the hospital. Oh, they got him in the ER. Oh, they got him in the ICU. Oh, they're putting him on a ventilator. Oh, it's right. getting something like this. So all this new information is coming out. Um, but then you don't know What's how to valid? validate so anything I, on social media like the only way it, i can do i can validate something someone says is either to you know watch a video of something and compare right. it to what that person said or talking to someone i trust that knows about it and if right. they like corroborate corroborate um you know or validate that that's i'm super big on like I say it all the time, fact checking or just, you know, having reliable yeah. sources. Yeah. But it's hard to do that when it's like it's new information. Because right. now I'm just like, well, if Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport doesn't retweet right. it, then it's and it's not real. <laughs> but they're I mean, they can't be everywhere. Once they they can't they no, don't and, know everything. And at the discretion of the family, I'm pretty sure a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of people were allowed to go. And that's what I wanted. Me and Will were talking about this yesterday. We both agreed. Like it was like I wish that there was the one source, like everybody would stop trying to give out reports. Like, you know what I mean? It, like even the uncle, like I, I don't even know if he was designated to come out and tell people like, yo, right. There was a, like, there was a early tweet from the marketing rep. Right. There was a statement late from the agent. And then the uh, uncle, the uncle, the next day came out and did like a camera interview on the way right. to the car. Like, bro, right. you, like, you just got caught. You can't get like, caught. All you got to say is, you know, respectfully, I can't answer the questions right now because I don't, you know, there's no new news or things like that. And I know people want to put out reports to have people like kind of feel better about things. But, yeah. you know, unless unless it's coming from his doctor or like his family, maybe you shouldn't put out those reports because it's not a, you know what I mean? Just like just chill for a little bit. Just chill for a little but bit. But then so for hours that night, I thought this man was dead. Like, and that's where I think some people were going with it, just based on having never seen that level of frantic medical attention. And like I said, I tuned in late. So all I saw were replays, you know, of the hit, replays of the um, the medical attention, the players around them, the players going to the sideline, the ambulance leaving. I tuned in uh, as the coaches were talking about you know, heading back into the locker rooms. So when I tuned in and it was like, oh, there was a bad injury, but they're going to make him play because the NFL, you know, the money. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, but it became apparent quickly just from the commentators um, that this game probably was not going to continue. And then the teams left the field and you were like, oh, that just adds to the possibility that this is not going to continue. And then the time in the locker room drags out from five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Right. Um, all the while, Susie Colbert, Booger McFarlane, Adam Schefter keep getting the camera thrown to them in studio. And they're just like, uh, you know, we can't really talk about it. We don't know what's going on. Exactly. Nothing else matters right now except for DeMar Hamlin's health and his life. Um, you want us to discuss what? Like, you want us to discuss football, you know, X's and O's? No one cares about that right now. Uh, Everyone's focus is just on uh, how DeMar 
uh, Hamlin is doing. But ain't nobody giving no updates. So now everyone's just like, well, I, I took that as, you know, the NFL just had a player die. And now they are scrambling to cover all the bases right now. Um, as like a former uh, sports broadcaster and radio person, it also seemed like they were saying the game wasn't canceled yet just so they could hit as many of their commercial breaks as possible. Like they were like, yo, this game's not continuing, but we'll just say it's postponed. Do two minutes of talk and then we'll throw it to a commercial break for two minutes. We'll come back for 90 seconds. We'll throw it to a commercial break for two or for half an hour. It was just, all right, uh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman in the studio. As you can see, the stadium is still not having football in it. And uh, we're going to check out this commercial from Burger King. And we'll be right back. And they throw it back to Susie Colbert, Adam Schefter in the studio. And they're like, well, nothing's changed. So we're going to throw it to this commercial <laughs> from Burger King. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, I, I didn't even see any of the replays of the stuff. I didn't want to see any of that stuff. So even the hit, I didn't get to see the hit. But I was saying that, that it wasn't. It was a regular. No, yeah, play. that's what yeah. I heard. That yeah, it wasn't anything. So uh, I mean, my thing is, if there's no news, it's probably good news. Because, you know, like him being oh. alive. Him being alive, though. Like you know what I mean. But also, it also protects. Like, what if like his mom was at home? You don't want to hear it on TV. That you know, what I mean, your son uh, is possibly. You know, oh right, uh, right, right. Yeah, you know, don't so, don't come out and say. And that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, like he just passed away, right? If there's if there's people like people at the game were just like probably tweeting stuff out, like hopefully not. And so that's the last thing you want to you want to see as a parent or a family member, especially a parent exactly. or a child, see that you know your your kid or your father, um, your mother out there is hurt like that. So that's. That's why I thought they would put out the info if he was not dead. You know what I'm saying? Right. But no, same. Like, yeah. So if he's doing any kind of good, that part you need to put out so that people don't jump to the, oh, you're covering up a possible right. death. But I think also they didn't want to just put out, oh, he's good, and then he gets to the hospital and he passes away, you know? Yeah. So and plus his family was probably already at the game, so which is cool. I believe. Yeah, I believe his mom – did post something on the field uh, pregame. I think she was at that game, right, unless that right. uh, unless that's from a that's an old clip. Yeah, um, yeah, yep. definitely out of respect to the the player, you don't want to be releasing crazy information yeah. like that. But it, it just feels like there was so many people waiting on word that word, even if it was you know not a hundred percent good, even if it was fifty percent good, like. Hey, he made it to the hospital and he's being looked at now. Like that, I, that would have been good. I, it was just silent. It was radio silence. But because you're right, you can't, you know, just rush to say something to try to placate this wave yeah. um, the, of like a, a public questioning that's about to come in. Because what if you're wrong and now you got yeah. a whole, it's even, you just doubled down on yourself. You messed up. I think you just chalk it up to the fact that. It was something that has never that mm. something that has never happened on the field before, and then so hopefully they'll go through the right um, 
the right people to start getting like you know what i mean just in case yeah. and god forbid that it ever happens again like and not just because of this hit or like something could happen totally different from this situation but be in the same like you know kind of uh uh parameters of what happened and hopefully now they're gonna sit down and figure out a plan which is I, hard because how do you figure out a plan for something like that that <laughs> i, I feel tough. like what they did like at least the end of it you know cancel the game uh, oh yeah for sure it out later is just the right thing to do i can't imagine thinking i just saw someone die and then yeah you know well who's gonna take his place like well, well who's, who's the next who's man up ne- next man up yeah no so wow. that was uh, good even 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 because the players knew because they're on the field and i'm sure the players um were able to get that information but even though they know that he's not dead like how do you play thinking about him at the hospital you know uh or thinking about whether or not he's okay like yeah he's alive but how's he doing like you know what i mean because they all saw that so yeah and shout out to the nfl for at least that part of what they did yeah like people are saying you know that that should it should have been made the decision should have been made 30 minutes faster but like you said unprecedented situation yeah um something you hope you're prepared for but you also hope never you know never happens no one ever has to suffer any sort of uh life threatening right uh, and situation like that that's scary bro as shitty as it sounds there's also someone that was doing their job he has to think about the implications of canceling a game money-wise for the league because that's his job you know Ooh. So whoever that job belongs to, you know what I mean? That's why it wasn't made within 30 minutes because someone still had to do their job and figure out what was going to happen if they canceled oh, the game. Oh, yeah. Early. I'm sure there was like a like a group of people yeah. that were like, okay, get the whiteboard up. If we cancel right. this game, what happens? Well, yeah. this team is, you know, winning this division. This team's winning this division. It Could we think reschedule? About... Could we postpone it? Could we right. cancel it? Yeah, I'm sure there was – Yeah. Uh, the team, as far as the NFL side, uh, the NFL team um, or board or group, were definitely making calls and trying to figure out what to do. That was kind of the situation uh, from the fantasy football commissioner side. Um, luckily, in the Balinesian podcast, shout out to Will McCoy <laughs> uh, for taking first place, his first ever Polynesian Fantasy Football Championship. Um, he had DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, freaking Dalton Schultz. Yeah. They all scored over 24 or 30 yeah. points. Uh, right. Eckler uh, made that 60 yard run, and me and Noah. Yes! And me and Noah knew he won. So. And he also had, I think he got like his 100th catch, uh, which is like fourth overall uh, between in, in the league. Uh, not just among running backs. I think he leads all running backs in receptions. Austin Eckler, uh, dump off king. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to Eddie Samoa for coming in second. Was second that place. The Green Machine. Um, also, shout out to Mason Samoa. Uh, Leona made baby for you know, getting into the play. I think he was in like – Eighth, ninth? Yeah, I don't no, know. He was he was dead last at some point. <laughs> Bro, he got into the playoffs like off of I think a kicker got him just enough points to sneak past I forget who it was, but 
it, it was like points. Like, yeah. <laughs> he beat somebody yeah. by one point to get into the playoff. Um, and Mason is super active on the wire and and in oh, trade yeah. talks and stuff. He's always like, I don't know yeah. what his his source material is, but he's he's super active and it. You know that work. It paid off for to, him. Yeah. It paid off for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Eddie and Mason send in their fantasy dues through Eddie's account. Like Eddie pays for both of them. And then uh, I asked Mason, I was like, uh, should I just send your money to Eddie's account? And he was like, nah, here's my Venmo. <laughs> like, real oh. quick. He said, like, real nah, quick. Nah, here's my personal Venmo. <laughs> he said, stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to the people that cashed out in the Bolognese Fantasy Football League. Uh, Lance and Forrest, not on that list. Uh, nope, don't not worry. At all. <laughs> That's how you know we don't cheat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh my god, <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, another season coming up. It's going to be our third um, in the Bolognese Fantasy Football League, and we're starting to do keepers. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be good stuff. Um, yeah, man, looking ahead to uh, Week 18 in the NFL playoffs. I don't know how that postponed game is going to affect any of the games here. I think there's a – like the AFC South has a winning in versus the Jaguars and the Titans. Um, but I think six out of the seven spots uh, already a given. are yeah are already accounted for yeah. So in each of the conferences. So there's only like one playoff spot. I think the Packers and the NFC are in a winning in. Like if they beat the Lions, um, I know the Seahawks have a shot. They need the Packers to lose. Um, the Lions, I believe, have a shot. I think they, they need to win, and then the Seahawks to lose. But it is becoming, you know, that last week of the season, there aren't too many more open spots. Most of them have been locked up. The division leaders, um, six or seven uh, out of eight, have been locked up, and then those three. Wild card spots are the Ravens and or ben- the Ravens or Bengals and the Chargers uh, in the AFC, and then freaking the Giants and the Cowboys in the NFC mm. uh, are the wild cards. So it might be the yeah, it might be the Packers, it might be the Lions. It's going to be a couple games that are that are going to have implications that affect the playoff teams the seeding could change you know two could jump one or four right. could jump three six could jump five whatever but you know the team we kind of know the cast that's going to be out there in the playoffs so yeah. this we'll week let the, we'll let the people who get paid to figure that out figure that out <laughs> yeah i mean when, well once so we know who's going to be in the playoffs pretty much, pretty much. Except for these yeah. other teams so we're kind of looking i mean uh at this point in the season uh, you're either in or you're not. Or you're out. Yeah, you're, right. Or you're preparing for the draft. Yeah. So everybody knows kind of where their team is heading. There are a few teams that are um, that are going to vie for that spot. But you know, after this week, we're going to know for sure all 14 teams that are going to be going for a shot at the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, the Chargers made the playoffs. Uh, they secured a wild card spot last week. Uh, so they could, you know, technically rest their starters 
versus the Denver Broncos in the season finale and still have a playoff spot. It might jump from seven to six or five, depending on how the other teams around them do. But uh, Or I think it's just six or five. It can, the Chargers cannot drop to seven because they have double-digit wins, and I think the seventh seed is going to be like a nine-win team or it possibly an eight-win team, I think, in the, the NFC. Um, do you believe in arresting your starters? I don't. No? No. Play them? Play them in that last game? I think so. Because it's injury versus rust, right? Right. I understand it, though. I mean, you don't want your uh, guys to be like the uh, – there's always a 50-50 chance of your guy getting hurt in the game. But, I mean, I'm also like when I uh, – playing sports uh, during when I grew up, our coaches were like, if you're scared about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt, you know? So, and if you're not playing, then, then you get into a game, you're going to be cold. So I, I believe that these guys should play. But again, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the the the, the idea around it. You know, you're going to keep some guys healthy and you're playing for a championship and again, it's a job because you're paying these guys a lot of money and you don't want to see any of these guys get hurt. But it's also not to say that they won't get hurt in the next game within like the first 30 seconds. So, but you got to take every chance possible, you know, every, every, every necessary, uh, uh, you got to do everything necessary to keep your guys healthy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if you rest your starters, I feel it. But as a coach, I, I don't think I would, um, and I think I, the Giants uh, head coach came out uh, and said he wouldn't rest his starters. He doesn't rest starters. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> Do you think uh, Brian Dable uh, is in talks to be like coach of the year? Or do you have another coach that as a head, that you would choose ahead of him? Um, I don't know about Brian. I mean, he did a really great job with, with the Giants, but – I mean, in the I'll, playoffs I'll, for the first time in like seven years, right? Right, right. You know what? Yeah, I think I think he deserves at least to be nominated for it. You know, so so. But I also like uh, oh, I can't even remember his name. Man. Um, out in Seattle, uh, Pete uh, Carroll. Yeah, only because like everybody Wonder really just Boy. right, like they expected everybody expected Seattle to be like. One in something this at this time of the Bro, year or something challenge, like that. Seattle Seahawks expected them to challenge for like an early draft pick. Yeah, like and then you know they mean? do have an early draft pick from the uh, Broncos, right? But, but they were that that's not what they were. People I thought they were, were going to be three and fourteen. People were really thinking they were going to be able to draft their future quarterback in the draft. I mean, they still can. Yeah, but not but yeah. at not not at one to five. Bro, can you imagine if they suck though this year? They'd be so good on draft picks. Like they'd be so good. They'd like have, if the Seahawks they'd were... have their first rounder, which would be one to seven, possibly. Yeah. And then they'd have another one to seven with the Denver pick. That two, they yeah, have. two maybe top five. Yeah. Um yeah. The only other person that's better than them right now is probably Chicago. Chicago's got if that pick. would happen. Oh, uh, the first overall draft capital. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be. First of all, it's going to be nice seeing the Chargers in the playoffs and returning to those like uh, picking in the 20s. Uh, Right. That sucks. But I hope this I hope the Chargers win more than one game. 
hope they win and, one game at least. Yeah. Like I don't want to get bounced in the wild card round. Right in the wild card. That's oh tough. no! But it's got to happen. You know, it's going to happen to half the teams. So like, right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Right. Someone's got to lose. Someone's got to lose. I just, you know, and as a wild card team, oh, the Chargers are not resting their starters in week 18 versus the Broncos. This seems kind of on par for their their head coach who likes to go for it on right. fourth, who shows this, like, aggressiveness. I also think that if he – I think he is also considering that they could move up a spot in the playoffs. So I think maybe, you know, that's also probably yeah. one of the driving factors. I mean, you want to win. Yeah. And not to say that the guys he has on the bench can't win, but, you know, you go with your starters, you go with your best players. Oh, okay. So you're saying if the, if the Chargers were locked into the sixth spot and couldn't get any better, then they might, think, have, then they well, might be like, I think there's a yeah, better chance. Yeah, yeah. You can't, if you can't improve, you can't, you know, go down a spot and you're locked into that sixth spot right. because what would you, what, yeah. up, then what's the re why, why are you playing right. your starters? Why are you playing your starters? can't you can't improve your position you can just get injured yeah like that's you're just exposing them to injury i guess that's yeah. part of the coaching decisions you're talking about where yeah you got to take care of your players but yeah definitely that's i think that's one of those age-old questions is like rest or rust like yeah which which are you uh gonna blame when you lose <laughs> like right. which, exactly like, yeah which one oh shouldn't have rested our starters should have played them because they came out flat in the wild card round and right. were down seventeen zero in the second quarter. I'd rather lose with a backup than lose with a rusty starter. If I had to lose, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh yeah, I'm not a rusty starter, a backup. And you see all these teams playing backups. I mean, I'm Tennessee a Raider fan, is, so Tennessee is playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stidham, yeah, Ooh, so four hundred yards, three touchdowns. Don't forget, like two interceptions. Though, so, oh, okay. George <laughs> forgot to mention that part. <laughs> he was just telling me Stidham's the future. He could be. He's only he's two guys have a... put up that many yards and touchdowns on the Niners. <laughs> Mahomes, Stidham. Like I was like, oh shit, okay. Stidham, Stidham's that Let's guy. See. Uh, I got to go soon, so I'm not going to even get into that because if I get into that, I won't be here for a whole other hour. <laughs> let's next uh, next week, next episode. Let's talk about Jared Stidham or the future quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, and then let's also talk about uh, why my sister thinks the college transfer portal is possibly one of the worst things to happen to collegiate athletics. <laughs> hey, and just just so we're clear, I am on your sister's side with that. <laughs> Probably not for the same reasons. It's just ah, okay. Not 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 the yeah. Again, we'll talk about it next week. But nice. yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Look forward to that. Let's end this episode with some shout outs. You got any shout outs? Hey, again, shout out to Will. Again for uh champion. Yeah, for being a champion and good win, man. Good win. Shout out to Frankie Louvu, who had an amazing game against the Bucks. Nice. Uh, uh getting to meet Tom Brady, getting a sack Tom Brady. So uh and he had I mean we're sad he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he had an amazing season. Yeah. And not just for himself, but like league wide. I mean, he was one of the better linebackers out there this year. So um shout out to him uh 100 tackles uh nice. 100 yeah 100 plus tackles he's got uh 
I want to say seven, but I know for sure it's six interceptions on the season. You know, six picks. I mean, sorry, six sacks and two interceptions. One Woo. for a pick, one pick six. So, you know, and that's not that's just that those are the big uh stats that he does. That's not to mention all the little things he does. Um on the if defensive I, side of know, the ball for Carolina. That so. one play where he comes around the like run play and meets Alvin Kamara at the line, right, right. strips the ball out for someone right. else to grab, and then gets in front to block Jameis Winston, the only person that could have stopped his teammate. Exactly. And then the Panthers score a touchdown. It's things like that. Things like that that like guys who aren't on the field with Frankie or who are watching Frankie from the other side of the field, mm-hmm. they won't notice like, you know, so yeah, man, uh, shout out to Frankie for another great season. Again, just hope this new year brings so much more of that stuff for you, man. Um, and then for also our second and third, the brothers, the brothers, Samuel, uh, <laughs> Eddie Samuel and Mason, bros. right. Eddie and Mason, shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, man. Good I stuff. hope we win next year. <laughs> we better. I haven't won. I haven't won fantasy money in so long. Why do I keep doing this? I tell you what, man. <laughs> we, it's going We gonna speak into the distance. Me and you playing for the championship next year. Me and Forrest playing uh, in the yeah, championship yeah, yeah, yeah. next year. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. Nice, man. And another thing with with Frankie Lou, I don't want to like down talk his the offensive side of his team but they haven't been doing great offensively for the no. Panthers they lost some weapons they traded they away did. a bunch of guys they did. Um, and he's had to step up and you know deliver you know that that defensive play in a year where their offense is punting a lot so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yo yeah. shout out Frankie Lou for a uh, a great season and definitely a bunch of uh, uh, highlights that to the 2022 season is going to be a, a great highlight tape for him. Right. Oh, and one that, shout out to the JPS football team, leaving American Samoa soon uh, to play in that tournament. Um, I think they won last year. Nice. So uh, they got one of your coworkers, a good, a good friend of uh, me and yours on the coaching staff as a, a hey, LJ, I'm not, I'm not counting you, but wide receivers coach. Okay. <laughs> LJ Solo, wide receivers coach. Let's go. He, 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 he coached during the season at Votech, and uh, he's coming up with the JPS. Um, these are the high school kids that are playing JPS, the high school um, uh, division of JPS, and they'll be playing for the – I don't know what tournament – I forgot what tournament it is. I should look more often at what I'm reading, but <laughs> um, <coughs> I, I – yeah, they're coming up, so shout-out to him. Shout-out – Kevin uh, Mangale, he's leading the coaching staff. I got a good friend on there, too, as well. He's family, Duke and Isaiah. So, uh, boys, when you guys come up, um, you know what I mean? Do what you do. I know, I think I'm pretty they sure they're up last... here. No, the tournament's in Vegas. Uh, tournament's in Vegas. So, yeah, shout out to those guys, the kids playing. Um, yeah, man, play your hearts out. Mm. Oh, and shout out to... My guy, Linfield Marreco, uh, his son, Grady, is coming up with the team playing linebacker. My guy, Grady. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys. Anytime we get to see uh, a team from American Samoa come up and play these tournaments, it's, it's great for us. We, we love that. So, yes, sir. 
Uh, shout out to John Moore Jam, uh, whose first album I listened to a lot this week. I played it for my daughter. So <laughs> John Moore Jam. Hey, man. That's how she's going to learn the language, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yo, shout out to uh, my brother, Luke. We were in a uh, commissioner's meeting. Um, you know when when guys are fighting over text and they're not they're not trying to understand each other. They're just trying to, oh, well, you said that. So that means this. So Yo, if you yeah. say that, well, then, so you think this. And, like, intentionally trying to misunderstand each other. Right, right. Some of our friends were doing that in a group chat, and he, like, uh, started a group chat video call so that he could talk directly to them and be like, are you kidding me? Like, you think, do you, do you really not understand what we're saying, or are you purposely, you know, trying to misconstrue what I'm saying for your argument? Right. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, sorry, we were being dicks, but, you know, yeah, we won't do that. Um, just, yeah, shout out Luke for bringing that up. It's uh, Yeah, shout out to Luke. Luke's one of the better people I know in the world, so shout out to Luke, man. Text messages lack context, okay? There's a, there's a Key and Peel skit uh on you know two friends texting each other and reading totally different conversations um and that's i think that's where we can get sometimes even as friends but in our society where we're not really listening we're just like this motherfucker means right. this right oh how could you mean this well i'm gonna say this and, you know it just gets out of hand when really if you guys were standing in front of each other and the same conversation happened you'd be like do you mean this? Yeah. And the other guy's like, nah. He's like, oh, okay. So you meant yeah, this. Cool. Okay, that's yeah. cool. You know, stuff like that. Um, so shout out Luke for always trying to make sure people are having healthy communication. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> man, shout out to uh Sefa M and e. Marcus on the Polyticken podcast. Hey, they back, uh, they back. Yo, they've been dropping episodes, uh, sometimes multiple episodes a week. And it's about, you know, it's just a good Islander perspective on on different things that we deal with uh, or, you know, are, are going on in our communities. Uh, definitely dope. recommend listening to them. Um, the Polyticking podcast. I listen to them on Spotify, I think. Uh, it might be Spotify. Uh, it might be Apple Music. Uh, I think they're on Anchor FM. Uh, I messaged with Sefa and Marcus uh, last week, hoping to get them on, you know, the show or we can be on theirs or we can just uh, just connect and, and learn more about what they're doing. Shit's entertaining. It's Hell relatable. Yeah. It's funny. They say shit that like I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely recommend go hit up the Polyticket podcast. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, also, shout out to Barbers. Uh, I see that. I see that. I was just about to say, look at you with the new year. Hey, bro. You know? I've been, I had long hair for like five years. Uh, Sammy, my girlfriend, went and got a, a haircut recently. And it's just like, you know, I, I feel so much better. My head doesn't hurt. My neck doesn't hurt. I don't have all this excess hair. It's still long. It's still good. <laughs> and then I was thinking about just like my view at life is like I don't care so much for the looks 
it's a lot more about the functionality of things. Right, right. Like, I don't care if it's a super marble countertop. <laughs> I just want to make sure, you know. I can put some food on it. Put some on it. Like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Does it work? And I was looking, bro, I've had long ass hair for the last so many years. And I was like, why do I have this? And it was just, first of all, it was to frame my face, right? I'll be honest. I was getting a little chunky in the cheeks. And I was like, okay, I need to grow my beard down and I need to grow my hair up and like get kind of like a longer and long game. Hey, right. <laughs> um, but honestly, I've been a short haired dude like my whole life until I like just a couple years ago, whether that was, you know, just my parents or um, living with my uncle or in high school, JROTC. You got to keep the short hair and the no beard. I joined the army a couple years out of high school. I've been short hair, you know, forever. So I think it mostly it was just to kind of break away from all of that. You know, a different chapter. Yeah. yeah, something different. But enough of that. I don't got right. time to condition hair. Right. All the time. It's so much time. That's I have funny. a baby. I don't yeah. have time. You have to condition her hair, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um shout out to barbers. A shout out to barbers that uh listen to you, figure out what you want. Uh shout out to barbers that listen to what you want and let you know if that's not how hair works. <laughs> My barber was like Nah, <laughs> no, that's that's not that's going not away. gonna get you where you want to go. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, at the end, I was like, "Yo, you were right. Appreciate it." Here's the right. tip: like, yeah, that was that's uh, why that's why they're barbers and we're not. <laughs> that's why you don't do it at home. You yeah. can YouTube a lot of things, but just go pay for someone to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hair here. Come on, man. Yeah. So I I, I do feel like you know, twenty twenty three. So it's a new year, new things, uh, for sure. Bigger things. I feel you know, we're, I feel we're building, we're building, um, foundation and continuing to go, but definitely a little change. See, uh, see how it goes. Uh, it's cold as shit out here, <laughs> like yes. especially post haircut. It <laughs> is. Yeah, you're you're a lot colder now than you were before. I, I, I yeah. Jackets. I stay in the jackets, even inside. Yeah, um, that's that's what I got. Shout out, yeah, shout out to Will, shout out to Luke, shout out to the Politic and Podcast, and shout out to the Barbers. Hey, man, when I get a cut, I feel like I'm top five. There you go, as you should, as you should. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Jason Tatum. Oh man, I know a Celtics fan who just got his daughter named Tatum. He snuck that in. Yeah, actually, I don't know. That's not a bad, that's not a bad name. Knows. That's not that's not that's not a bad name though. Tatum for a girl. I like that. I like that. Shout out to the Hughes. Right. Oh, it's one last <laughs> I know this is already extended, but uh shout out to the girls at uh Mile High Podcast. Uh they're starting their new season. I think they're like episodes. Yeah, so shout out to you guys. Uh I listen to them all the time. They're they're great on them, you know what I mean? They're great listening to them, they're funny. They're just, they're always live on the show. So yeah. shout out to you guys. More, yeah, more Polynesian perspectives, podcasts, yes. you know, people get out there. 
um, there are people that relate to what you're saying. You know, it's not just you. Yeah. You're not. You're not a total weirdo. You might be no. a weirdo, but it's cool, but, man. There are but other, there's other weirdos out there. There's yeah. other of us out there. Like, well, we relate to you, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to 2023. Hearing more. Uh, speaking more here on the podcast. Don't forget, you can get in your questions, concerns, um, anything you want to talk about. You can email it to us, Balinesian at gmail.com, or you can hit us up at the Balinesian Podcast Instagram page. Go ahead and hit those DMs with any questions or concerns you have, stuff you want to hear us talk about, uh, people you want to hear us try to interview. Uh, yeah, and then we'll see what 2023 has in store for us. That is yes. our show for today. Forrest, appreciate you. Thank you, as always, for uh, taking the time to jump on and give us your perspective on sports. Always, always my pleasure, man. Always my pleasure. I'm looking forward to 2023, the Balinesian yes. podcast. But that is our show for now. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, love and light. Peace.